0: listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy e Yo, what is up everybody, your boy E-Man from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast coming at you with another episode. Week seven of the NFL came upon us and man, I think so far the week with the most storylines and takeaways since I've started the season. Sorry to to miss week six, man, but your boy had a bad cold and uh, I rebound back and I'm good to go. So right now, your boy's bringing the heat for week seven because I have to double it up. Double take, goal in, make up for missing last week. You know what I'm saying? So without further ado, let's get it. One of the top storylines this week was DeAndre Hopkins, D-Hop, making his return after his six-game suspension. And the dude came strong. He even dropped a freaking video, like a return video, a hype video, you know, kind of a a la Antonio Brown using that social media platform and telling the world that he is back right before game time. And he did not disappoint. I mean, look, DeAndre Hopkins just gives his whole... Offense for the card for the Cardinals for the uh, and and of course Kyler Murray a complete different dimension and it was right off the bat they went out to a big lead twenty eight to fourteen at the half and of course look the Saints battled back Andy Dalton actually had his best game in a very long time even though he threw t- three picks he rallied the Saints kept them close two hundred sixty one total passing yards four touchdowns it was just a really really good game and of course man let me tell you something Olave that dude is butter. That dude is so butted, man. And you could put him on a roll, baby, because he is sweet. 106 receptions. He had 14 targets. Kamara had himself another nine targets and seven receptions. It was just un- unreal. He actually kept the team, you know, in there. And, of course, Switch played and uh, Taysom Hill had a touchdown, had his usual run-in, you know, uh, Wildcat status. But the story of the game was definitely the Cardinals and it was DeAndre Hopkins making a huge return and he made himself known. My man had 10 receptions, 103 yards, 103 yards, man, all right? And it showed, it showed. They ran the ball well with Eno Benjamin, who had his best best game of the year. Kyler, again, doing what he does, 14 yards on the ground, threw for a touchdown, 20 for 29. This is definitely going to help Kyler increase that completion percentage of 65% and also improve that touchdown number that he has because he only has seven uh, uh passing touchdowns so again this gives the uh kyler murray that weapon where he could roll out the pocket use that gun of an arm that he has he's a small guy but he has a gun and also make it work and i think d hop is a good addition unfortunately hollywood brown it's out for a while we don't know. We might meet five, six week high ankle sprain, but I think uh, him in combination uh, with uh, Rondell Moore will be that two two component for Kyler and improvement. When, when Hollywood Brown comes back, I think it's going to be a dangerous passing offense. Another banger. I know their insane storyline this weekend, of course, was the Christian McCaffrey trade from these Panthers. We know it was getting rumored all around, and it was just a matter of when was going to happen, not a matter if it was going to happen when uh, CMC was going to get traded. And it happened Thursday. My man took a flight on Friday to San Francisco, suited up on Sunday, and got in the game. Much a- a of a buzz that trade created, because CMC, man, even though they gave up like four different round picks, like a second, a third, a fourth, and a fifth, or something like that in different years. But even though they gave up a lot for CMC, the buzz was buzzing. Unfortunately, the game did not. The outcome wasn't favorable for the 49ers. But they do have something really to look forward to in that addition of uh, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he came in into the game. He had a couple, you know, he had himself eight eight attempts of rushing, had 38 yards. not bad, you know what I mean, coming in. Uh, I don't know how much he did in the passing game, but he wasn't, it wasn't in a lot of snaps in the game, which it's okay. You you want to get him familiar. You don't want to hurt him. You don't want him to get hurt. Overall, 44 to 23, the Chiefs, like I will have been saying, man, the, the Chiefs had a total of the 529 total, total yards of offense. Look, the 49ers didn't fare bad either. They were actually in the game, throughout the first half until the Chiefs just answered 30 points in that second half. The, the Niners had 440, 444 passing I mean total yards altogether, which, you know, Jimmy G passed for over 300, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, then you also have Patrick Mahomes had three touchdowns, a pick and 423 passing yards. Story of the game here was the rushing attack was pretty even, but it was Patrick Mahomes over the air. I mean, look, Nicole Hartman had uh, two touchdowns. All right. right, two, two Only 28 yards for two receptions uh, on the rushing side. He rushed for two of them. But Dan Hartman on the receiving end had himself four receptions and a receiving touchdown for 32 yards. A hat trick. Juju broke out what his best game has achieved. Seven receptions, 124 passing yards, and a touchdown. Uh, it's, again, this offense, I don't get how he does this. Patrick Mahomes does it with all these different types of second-rate receivers, okay? They rushed for three touchdowns. Again, he passed. They, they passed for another three. So rushing on the ground, three touchdowns. And they had another three over the air. It was way too much. Way too much for San Francisco's pretty good defense to handle. But CMC is going to bring a different dimension to this team. I asked people this question. How many pro bowlers have you ever seen come out of this insane running scheme that Kyle Shanahan produces, right? None. He just turns a bunch of low lives and a bunch of cab drivers into really good running backs, all right? Rita, Mostert. You got uh, Elijah uh, Mitchell who hasn't, you know, has been hurt all the time. He just hasn't had the durable guy. Let's see what can he can do with CMC when healthy. He is top five or top three running back in the league. All purpose yards. He's a beast. All right. Can catch it. Can take it deep. Can run it. I am interested to see what they can do with enough time and CMC. Once he gets to know the playbook and all these great running schemes, I think it's going to be a good addition. That, that division is wide open Again, They needed a running back. They gave up a lot for him. But at the end of the day, they pulled the trigger when they need to. It's going to be interesting. Stay tuned. San Francisco, it's going to be a problem. Another insane storyline this weekend that blew my mind out. Forever, Sunday, October 23rd, will be known as the day that Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers lost to two former XFL quarterbacks. Rodgers lost to Tyler Heineke, and the GOAT, Tom Grady, first GOAT, Rodgers, second GOAT, got his ass spanked, all right, by P.J. Walker, and the playerless, gutted Carolina Panthers. Let's first start off with the Commanders against the Packers, and Taylor kissed my Heine, Heineke, and delivered a comeback win for the ages. Nothing impressive, but Mason, the kid is, he's a tough guy. He's a tough kid, right? 20 for 33, 201 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. But rallied them in the last quarter. Again, Washington's going to run the hell out of the ball, all right, with uh, w- with their running attack, which is, you know, Robinson, 73 yards, Antonio Gibson, 59, and Antonio Gibson, who's been being very involved in the passing game, caught a touchdown with three receptions. I'm telling you, man, McLaurin, had a vintage back year mclaurin when heineke was the freaking quarterback he ran it back with mclaurin these are the shades that mclaurin was showing last year of that number one type of wide receiver for the commanders but it was you know what it took for taylor kiss my Heine heineke to come back and yo show love to his boy mclaurin had a huge game they went ahead and upset the packers which look i get it rogers threw for two touchdowns He did what he was supposed to do. We know the challenges with the actual wide receiving core here. But there's no reason why the Packers with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who in my book are better than Ezekiel Elliott and Pollard, to only be held to 38 rushing yards. That should not be allowed. I don't care who the coaches are. I don't care what the players are doing. There has to be a way that you could run against the Commanders for more than 38 yards with a pro bowler like Aaron Jones and Thunder Thighs, A.J. Dillon. There's no reason why. Look, Jones had a great day in the air, had 10 targets, 9 receptions, scored 2 touchdowns. Great, I'll take that. That should be in addition to him running for at least 75 yards in this offense. No excuse. No excuse at all. No excuse for this team to lose to the Packers to a freaking former XFL quarterback who became the backup this year. But shout out to, yo, kiss my Heine, Taylor Heineke, because he came to play. They outplay the Packers. 364 total yards, all right, of offense for the, the commanders. You know, they controlled pretty much almost every aspect of the game. 198 net passing yards. I mean, they, they, they did it. They controlled most of the time. They had possession. They, they did what they're supposed to do this game was practically the packers to lose they lost this game i don't think washington won it they gave him an opportunity but shout out to taylor heineke man the dude is tough he always comes in and performs when he's need to he's always ready great backup quarterback and he came and did what he was supposed to do man the shout out to the commanders man they're three and four just like the packers and of course we have to mention the other goat of the xfl Baby, former goat P.J. Walker, man, just completely spanked Tom Brady and the freaking Bucks. Uh-oh, Brady. I think there's trouble in paradise in Tampa Bay. We definitely have a problem, and it's not in Houston. This is the game that everybody saw. The start, the launch, right? They're three and three. The Bucks are when they started this. This in first place still. But you see, easy game. Depleted team in the Carolina Panthers. They can't hold anything. This is a game that Tom Brady probably should have passed for 330 yards and four touchdowns. But unreal. The fact that they are having a problem running the football in this league, but the fact that you can't score against Carolina, you only put up three points. And I get it. There were some drops. Evans had a huge drop. But there's no way in hell with how talented this team is. There was, look, Mike Evans had 15 targets. Only nine receptions out of 15 and 96 yards. Godwin, 13 targets, seven receptions. There's no way in hell these two guys cannot convert more catches than this. Tom Brady, 32 for for 49. Horrible. 65% completion. You can't win like this. Rashad White, 24 rushing yards for net 29 rushing yards. You can't win like this. 46 total yards, their running attack is worse than the Packers. And, they, well, they only have one really good running back, which is Leonard Fournette. But Leonard Fournette needs to step up, man. I know he's been doing a great job catching the football, but he needs to rush. And if the, the Buccaneers, unlike all the years, do not get the ball on the ground, this offense is going to look mediocre. Is it about time to hit the panic button? I'm still going to say no. they still got other teams together. they still got a good defense. I think they could turn it around. Where am I? A I'm a little worried. Yes, I'm a little worried. I've never seen Brady this disconnected in all the years of the league, even in his late 40s like he's been playing, or disenchanted, or even unprepared. The GOAT is always prepared. He knows what's going on. He looked very unprepared, very disconnected, not, throw, not making the right timely throws. Yes, there is trouble in paradise. I think they should figure it out. I don't know, man. I think it's sometimes from tough love. I think left, which is uh, the honeymoon is over. Forget to forget, let Brady run in the office and it's time for you to step in. Even goats need to be put in their place. And I think it's time for the head coach and the coaching staff to uh, you know, uh put their balls on the tables and say, hey, Brady, step the F back. Let me, we're going to take over. You're going to do what we're going to do. I don't care if you're the greatest quarterback of all time, but something needs to be done because the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on dumpster fire territory. And not yet, but are close and at risk of this whole scenario, to start spiraling. But we got to show some love to P.J. Walker, all right? We cannot end this like this, all right? We cannot end this particular segment and cover this game like this. P.J. Walker, 177, three for two touchdowns, two long bombs. Deontay Foreman had himself 118 rushing yards, 15 carries. Chuba Hubbard, nine carries, a touchdown on 63 yards. I mean, they rushed more than when they had Christian McCaffrey in the combination of Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hover. Get ready. These two guys is going to be a, a fantasy coin flip. Pick, pick your poison. One of these guys got going to do something one week and the other one the other. DJ Moore had his best game of the year. Seven receptions, a touchdown, 69 receiving yards. Had himself a game. It was good, man. This, this team played inspired. Here they are playing against the greatest quarterback of all time. Two years removed from a Super Bowl championship. There everybody's putting them down. They traded the best player away. And they were saying they gotta trade everybody else. You fire your coach. This game, even though they're gonna win another one for the rest of the year, was an inspiration. By the way, PJ Walker, the XFL GOAT, is gonna be starting next week as well. Baker Mayfield who? Am I finally gonna give the Giants the credit they deserve? My Giants, of course. Every week, I keep doubting them, and they're saying, what is this gonna stop? It is not sustainable. Crap, they've sustained it. Five out of six freaking wins, okay? they've come back five out of six wins trailing in the second half trailing in the fourth quarter this game was no difference these the giants have become the comeback kick brian dable's comeback kids is a new nickname for the giants six and one went into that fourth quarter trailing by i think it was six points scored 10 points on answer in the fourth quarter again and maybe it's time and i hope by not by doing this by start giving the giants credit and one person in particular, Daniel Jones, who I've coined, Danny Penny, no pun intended. Danny Penny's, so I took the dimes away. I may have to go back and give him his props as Daniel Dimes once again because he's played errorless free this year. Daniel Jones had his best game of the year: 202 passing yards, one touchdown. Also rushed 11 times for 107 yards and a touchdown. He is doing... I know what Brian, Brian Dable, man. He is Dable. He is he's definitely should win coach of the year. He is doing for Daniel Jones what no other coach has done. Provide an offense that's... It's easy for him to follow. For It's easy for him to control. Six touchdowns already in the year via the air passing-wise. I mean, he has already 343 rushing yards and 58 attempts. Three touchdowns. He is just playing one of these games. I know he's managing well. We still don't have any wide receivers, but look, he threw a dime to Slayton. He put it in the right place to give Slayton a great opportunity to catch the ball. It was a great play by Slayton, but also he made a great catch. But it was if he had if he hadn't had that throw by dimes, it would not have been possible. Like Waller Rod, Waddell Robinson coming back. Six receptions, 50 yards, most targeted receiver. Saquon, again, doing Saquon things, 110 rushing yards, himself another 25 yards. He just keeps doing over 100 yards, all-purpose yards, day after day. He looks like the Saquon from old. I mean, this guy was juking individuals like a jukebox this past weekend. I mean, he made some plays, man, making people miss after catching the ball that I haven't seen since 2018 rookie Saquon when he was the best player in the league and the best offensive player in the league. And that's what we're getting from Saquon. Right now, it's a two-header monster, man. Three-header monster team right now. Saquon, Danny Dimes playing mistake-free football, making plays, making plays. I don't care if it's not showing on his yardage, on his passing yards, but he's making plays with his arm and his legs. That defense is stopping people in the last minute. They, I mean, that last play, this is like the third consecutive game that the defense have done a play to stop the offense during the last minutes to prevent from scoring. Two battered balls against Green Bay back in England, back in the United Kingdom, whatever, in London. Then the week before, last week, stripping Lamar Jackson in, in their drives in order to, uh, in, the dr- in the last drive of the game when they were trying to score. And today, man, they were like about an inch, a yard away from uh, Trevor Lawrence throwing a bullet. To, uh, I think it was Zay Jones or, or DJ Shark. And man, great stop by the secondary, by Jordan Love. And then they came back and everybody just collapsed it. Again, the defense is playing very good defense. Stopping the plays where they need to. Stopping runs where they need to. Stopping offenses where they need to. Clutch plays. And then, of course, the offense is maintaining. They're maintaining. Look, Trevor Lawrence had a nice game. That's back-to-back two good games. Had himself 310 passing yards. Uh, ATN broke out. ATN broke out so bad, which I love him because I'm one of my big fantasy the these. 14 attempts, 114 yards, had a touchdown as well. And I believe he also had a reception. But ATM is playing so well and is emergent that today they freaking traded. James Robinson was traded today to the Jets. I'm I'm recording this on Monday, October 24th. Was traded to the Jets today because of Travis ATM playing so nasty. And, of course, I'm going to hit the next team and the reason why they traded him to the Jets. But, again, look, the Jags Jags, Jags are 2-5, but... They they're, they're playing really good football. This is this game could have gone either way, but shout out to my boy Danny Dimes. Shout out to the Giants. It is time for us to start giving them some props. I hope this doesn't go on fire. But boys and girls, Giants are playing, man. I think the Giants may be for real. Six and one Tied for the most win in the NFC East with the Eagles at six and zero. Oh. And jumping from one New York team to the other, the New York Jets are five and two. I mean, this is insane how New York right now is balling on the football arena. Another low-scoring game, another defensive masterpiece by Robert Sala. 16 to 9. I mean, nothing exciting here to talk about in regards to the offense. Uh, Brees Hall had himself a huge run in a touchdown, and then bad news for the Jets. Brees Hall gets injured. Find out this morning a torn ACL. He's out for the reason for the season. That's that's huge. And it hurts me too, because I have him in one of my big fantasy leagues. Also, I play in a I got about almost like eight grand invested in fantasy football right now boys and girls okay so he was in one of the big ones but it's a shame man this kid was leading candidate for rookie of the year probably uh, right along with his buddy sauce gartner because he's you know saucy saucy who shut down that secondary and uh, and also in uh in sutton so only had nine targets my man and sauce sauced them all up man for only three receptions but anyway they had billy ripkin i think this is uh a senior Ripken to play for the commander's son. Anyway, it was shut him down. They had a total of 324 offense. We're not even going to go into too much detail here, but the the story of the game was Reese Hall getting injured. uh, Zach Wilson just doing nothing, but just throwing dumb passes all over the place. Michael Carter came back, had himself 13 uh, carries, 29 yards. Nothing impressive here, but the fact is that defense just keeps winning game. And look, Robert Sala, who is... A student of the Kyle Shanahan's uh, school, traded for James Robinson today. James Robinson coming to the Jets. I see why he likes to have two good running backs to play on his offense because he does. I don't. I don't think he trusts Zach Wilson right now with his arm. All right, or his decision making. But it's a formula that's winning. We're gonna keep teams in check with our defense, and if we run the ball and keep the offense on the on the field long, gives the our the Jets defense a rest. We come back in, dominate. Right, eat, sleep, and repeat. That's what I meant. But 16 to nine, at the cost of losing Brees Hall, young, great rookie. I think he was the first running back taken in the draft uh, out for the year. But hey, the Jets are five and two. They just traded for James Robinson. I think they got to keep the ball rolling. That defense is way too good, way too good for not for them not to be successful and keep uh, keep the train rolling. Out to Robert Sala, bro. He is he is a goat. I like him. He's a good dude. He has this team, especially his defense, playing so hungry and committed to him. You know, it's like uh, Campbell from the Lions. Dan Campbell wishes he had this kind of buy-in from his team. Big, tough guys. Big, big guys are going to lead by example. But only one of them is actually winning. And the team and the defense following that example. So Robert Salah, baby. He's emerging. He's His defense from the Jets is very saucy. Very saucy. The... Dallas Cowboys' Dak attack is back, baby. Dak Prescott finally comes back after getting hurt in the first game of the season. And, man, he looked a little rusty, but it was a convincing 24-6 against the Lions who, you know, Goff is doing what Goff does, you know, immaturity-level play with two picks today. That's pretty much the only highlight of the game. And, of course, you know, Amon St. Brown went out early uh, due to a concussion. Well, let's, let's discuss Dak, right? And I like what they did. They needed him to get back into this game. They kept doing. They remember what I said last week. You got to keep that game plan going, all right? With Cooper Rush, run the ball first, manage the football. Don't 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 make any mistakes. And you know what? Make the throws when you need to. And we know Dak can make better throws than than Cooper Rush. So you're like already ahead of the game. And that's what they did, all right? Tony Pollard had 83 rushing yards, 12 attempts. Zeke had two touchdowns, 57 rushing yards, and 15 attempts. They did what they were doing with Dak on the helm. I mean, with uh, Cooper on the helm, rushed the hell out of the ball, all right? Dak, you know, started out rusty, but then in the second half, he lit it up. I think he he went 11 for 12 and over 100 passing yards. So he, you know, he started rushing and still threw for a touchdown, all right? My man hit a Hendershot in there with a a touchdown. So it is what it is, man. I mean, look, he's going to spread the ball around. He's going to feel more comfortable. He still has Gallup, who didn't do anything in this game. Had two targets and make a catch. But Gallup, Noah Brown, and of course, the, their stud in Lamb. Schultz is a big part of this offense. Now that he's healthy, he, co- he caught all his five targets. So I'm, I'm telling you, this is with this defense, who is to me top defense in the NFL, It's probably the top defense in the NFL, so lead, led by Michael Parsons and, uh, and Diggs back in the secondary. If they play mistake-free football, Dallas may have, for the first time ever, an opportunity to get past the first round of the playoffs. So that was pretty much the bottom line. With the Lions, like I said, Goff is being Goff. He's back to doing his back to his shenanigan of trying to make those stupid throws and difficult throws in there. So I think it's time, even though Jamal Williams is giving 15 uh um, carries and uh 79 yards, it's time for Swift to get back. Hopefully, hopefully Amon St. Brown doesn't have to skip a week uh going into concussion protocol. And then they can start get the ball moving again, because they are they are really talented, all right. Again, the story here was Dak was back and uh, I think, uh, let's see what happens because I think there's no more excuses. They got the best team they've ever had and you know what? Zeke is looking good. Maybe not for the longevity, but you give the ball to Zeke and the goal lining, he's going to score. And Pollard doing it from the outside, I'm telling you, they need to include Pollard more in the passing game. Pollard needs to be included more in the passing game because he he can catch balls, man. He, he, he should be in the slot way more and more. But hey, the Cowgirls, man, they're back. How about them cowgirls? I am not gonna spend too much time on the on the Bengals versus the uh, shellacking they gave to the Atlanta Falcons because the only worth talking about here is Joe Schiefsky. Okay, Joey Cool, Joe Burrow, Joe Money. I think Joe Burrow is back. I mean, back to back huge performances this week. This man had 481 total passing yards, 34 to 42. That that's insane, dude. The dude had a, had an 81 percent completion percentage for this game. Insane. Had himself a rushing touchdown and 20 yards on the ground. Had four total touchdowns. Mixon had a decent game. They need to run the ball a little more. But man, Tyler Boyd, 155 yards and a touchdown. Chase, eight receptions, 130 and two touchdowns. And I think he went out limping there a little bit, but uh, he's fine. Tyler Higgins, T. Higgins, I'm sorry, five receptions, 93 yards. Look at all these receptions. Hayden Hurts, six receptions, 48 yards. They were just throwing the ball at will, running the ball at will. Just bang smacking, like bashing the hell out of the Falcons' defense at will, which has played pretty well. Uh, on the other hand, look for the for the Atlanta Falcons. Shout out to Algier had a had 50 50 yard on the ground with the first touchdown as a rookie. Look, Mariota, you can't win the game with only attempting the ball, attempting with 13 passes. But everybody's been all year. I don't know what's up with Drake London. It is time. Something needs to happen. This kid is way too talented. I don't know if it's time to change quarterbacks and put Ritter in there and maybe have somebody that's going to air the ball more because they do have some weapons, Pitts, all right? You have Algier there that can catch it as well, Drake London, all right? Amita Seguias. They got a lot of they got weapons that could, can go deep, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with the Bengals. There's still 3-4, or four. I mean the Falcons. The Bengals are 4-3, and three, and I think they're hitting their stride. That's two insane games, back-to-back week. Joe Burrow right now is on a freaking streak, my man. He has 15 touchdowns for the year, five interceptions almost 21, 2,100 yards. I mean, he is playing really good. Three other touchdowns, rushing touchdown. He has 18 total touchdowns, man. He is starting to look like Lamar Jackson out there, putting all these numbers. That's insane. And this team has all the offensive weapons to make it back to the Super Bowl. They're hitting their stride, and yo, watch out because the Bengals are for real. And we're going to get to the point where we're going to start you know, naming who are the contenders and who are the pretenders. I think the Bengals are definitely heading to that contender realm of the uh, nfl alongside a whole bunch of pretenders geno smith keep coming back week after week leading his team to victory he wasn't great over the year modest 20 for 27 all right 74 percent completion percentage did throw a pick but had two touchdowns the story of this offense was the rushing attack kenneth walker man he's for real 168 rushing yards two touchdowns busting for the second week in a row busting out busting lose another big big run 74 yard touchdown run again dj dallas 35 yards on the ground itself marquise goodwin came into the game i didn't even know he was still in the league 10 receptions two touchdowns 67 i'm sorry four receptions two touchdowns 67 yards locket seven receptions 45 yards DK Metcalf goes out early with a high ankle sprain, as they said today. And I think, you know, that's going to hurt him a lot. But their identity right now is all Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker, man, since he started, has gone crazy. Right now, he has four touchdowns, two touchdowns right now, back-to-back weeks. He is, he is just doing some work, man. This kid is explosive. He's small, but he's explosive. And he's playing some really great football. And look, remember, uh, Rashad Penny went out not too long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, and this kid just came in and has taken over this like it was his offense from the beginning. All right? I mean, as soon as Rashad Penny went out three weeks ago, he came in, had the 169-yard run uh, for a touchdown. Last week, what, 21, 97 yards, another touchdown, broke out again this week, another long run with 74-yard run, turned out two touchdowns. 23 attempts, 168. This kid is being is legit. You could tell that with DK out, they're gonna start running the football a lot. And it's gonna open up the offense. They put up 37 points. 37 freaking points, man. And the chargers, I don't get it, man. Uh Herbert just hasn't had that breakout. I thought with this weak secondary, we were gonna get that big Herbert breakout game, right? Like the three touchdown, 330-yard kind of game. It wasn't the case. One interception, two touchdowns. Eckler just keeps scoring touchdowns in the ground whether he's catching it or whether he's uh, running it. He just had another grade over 100 yards, all-purpose yards. Um, you know, Mike Williams had himself a nice catch, but went out. And now this morning, I heard it was a, a high ankle sprain that's going to keep him out anywhere between two to five weeks. Huge, huge. I think it's time for uh, DeAndre Carter. Keeneth Allen made his debut. He's going to get a lot of those targets. He was not out there for a very long time, but I think it's going to be uh, you know, DeAndre Carter and uh, Paul time uh, now that Mike Williams has been their number one receiver, uh, that's going to be out for two to five weeks. But, um, you know, they're still not there. This defense should be playing a lot better as the Chargers are. They got way too much, too many valuable players. Uh, this coach needs to kind of get it together with his decision making here because uh, it's not. We're looking at Josh Herbert, who is a much better quarterback than this. And again, he's not playing horrible. All right. He has 12 touchdowns. 2,000 over 2,000 passing yards, four interceptions, mediocre 65% completion percentage, uh, and I know he's 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 not playing well. That's great numbers, but not Josh, you know, not um, not Herbert numbers. All right, he is better than this, not Justin Herbert numbers. So again, the Seahawks are four and three, and the Broncos are two and five. And Geno Smith looks like Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson looks like the Geno Smith before this year. Ain't funny how life kind of throws you lemon certain people make lemonade and some people just make sour faces and after two long weeks Tua comes back to the field makes his return against the Steelers tough matchup really low scoring game 16 to 10 defense won that game as they turned Kenny pick it over three times uh Kenny you know Kenny's making mistakes but hey look let's give Kenny some credit bro Alrighty, you know 257 yards too tight he only has two touchdowns for the year but he's passing for a lot of yards, man, all right? In, like, a few games that he started. Seven picks, he needs to, he needs to calm that down. Um, but, look, the story of the game, Mostert had himself another solid game with 79 yards on the ground. He caught the only touchdown of the game, which he had another four receptions of 30 yards. Look, Waddle and Hill did not have great games, but these two guys, and Waddle needs to shore up those hands, but these two freaking guys, man, even in bad games, it's impossible for any of these two guys to have less than 50 receiving yards 88 for Waddle 72 for Hill even in bad games these guys get you over 50 receiving yards I mean overall it was a great combination Uh, Tua 25 for 35 you can see the rust because guess what he is coming back from a layoff of two weeks of probably getting like you know prodded and poked and you know all sorts of tests to make sure that the Tua No-Go protocol for this new concussion is all up to date so you know what he just cost a lot of players and a lot of teams a lot of concussion issues uh, but again, look, overall, the Dolphins are back. not going to spend too much time. I just have to mention it because, again, the story of the game is Tua. Tua's back, baby. He is back. Man, this kid is a hit away from really having issues. I hate to be the elephant in the room to be the barrel of bad news. I hope not because the kid is tough. He plays hard. Doesn't matter. He's more likely a, a, a freaking risk to himself than he is a, uh, a safety asset because he's, he, do, he doesn't care. He's going to play hurt. He's going to play hurt all his career. Najee Harris, you know, had himself a decent game, 65 rushing yards. This guy needs to step it up. Uh, and I am hoping Najee can turn it around. Nothing much impressive for the Steelers. So the big story here is that Brian Flores' revenge game uh, was just like his lawsuit won by the Dolphins. It is what it is, Brian. Welcome back to SoFlow, baby. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I am not. I didn't hit every game uh, because I believe now that the season gets into more and more. There's a lot of garbage games that don't mean anything. I gave you the top takeaways from my opinion, from the Average Joe Sports Talk uh, point of view, and I hope you enjoyed them. Thank you very much for listening. There's a lot on the horizon, guys. Check out my boys at Patriot Radio, Patriot Sports Radio. I actually had the pleasure to jump on their live show on Sunday. I'm going to put the description in the bio. And uh, check them out, man. We had a great time talking takes and, uh, you know, just going over the Sunday slate before the game started. These guys are great. Check them out. Thank you for listening. Your boy E-Man from the Abajo Sports Talk Podcast signing out. Peace. <laughs>